Здравствуйте, дорогие друзья! Hey everyone! Fyodor Dostoevsky's short story Son Smeshnava Chalaveka, translated into English as The Dream of a Ridiculous Man, tells the story of a lonely and despairing man who has nothing to live for. So he's on the verge of ending it all when something incredible happens. The Dream of a Ridiculous Man was published in 1877, towards the end of Dostoevsky's own life, two years before he published his greatest novel, The Brothers Karamazov, and four years before his own death in 1881. So this short story came at a time when Dostoevsky had experienced life from the lowest of the low to the highest. As usual, I'll tell you the story and discuss its themes and how it can teach us about the purpose of life. This is perhaps one of the most uplifting stories you will ever hear. So stay tuned until the very end when everything is revealed that might bring tears to your eyes. Summary We are in St. Petersburg, Russia. We meet a man on the streets of the capital who narrates his own story thus. I'm a ridiculous man, now they call me a madman. The tale begins in the same way as Notes from Underground, Dostoevsky's other most famous existentialist tale. The man says that he has always been a ridiculous man at school, at university, and throughout his youth. But you know what? He has always resented this title and never had the courage to confess to being a ridiculous man. But then, as a grown man, he comes to the realization that nothing really matters in this world. He feels it doesn't matter if the world existed before or it would exist in the future. This sudden realization brings a huge feeling of relief and liberation in him. He's no longer burdened to carry the weight of his existence over his shoulders, so suddenly he's eased off his suffering. But this realization has not turned our hero into a Taoist who wants to flow with nature, but this realization has turned him into a nihilist who sees life without any value or meaning. Yes, there is no purpose in life, everything is meaningless. He's not only indifferent to the world, but he has made up his mind that his life is no longer worth living. It's just a matter of time he would end it all. One night, as he wanders the street, the man is carrying a pistol, intent on ending his empty life. The streets are dark except for some lamps. The man looks up the sky. Something catches his eyes. He notices a star all alone, just like him. He sees his own existence as a lonesome star wandering in this empty universe. What is the point? Why is he walking the semi-dark streets of St. Petersburg and up in the sky this tiny star all alone? Why? But as he's watching the star, something extraordinary happens on the ground. A little girl of about eight grabs its elbow. Her clothes are tattered and soaked in the rain, her shoes broken, and she's crying the word mummy. Quote, I turned facing her, I did not say a word and went on, but she ran, pulling at me and there was that note in her voice which in frightened children means despair. I know that sound. Though she did not articulate the words, I understood that her mother was dying and that something of the sort was happening to them, and that she had run out to call someone, to find something to help her mother. I did not go with her, on the contrary, I had an impulse to drive her away. I told her first to go to the policeman. But clasping her hands, she ran beside me, sobbing and gasping. It would not leave me. Then I stamped my foot and shouted at her. She called out, Sir, sir, but suddenly abandoned me and rushed headlong across the road. Some other passerby appeared there and she evidently flew from me to him. 
Despite him pushing away the little girl, our hero is shaken by the experience. He returns to his soulless apartment, but something like a struggle has crept inside him. He was intent on shooting himself, but now he feels an inner pain. The encounter with the little girl has brought something inside him. A flame, an idea, a nudge, but he doesn't fully understand what it is. It is something. Despite this slight shift inside him, he still wants to end his life that same night. As he's pondering these ideas, he suddenly falls asleep. He dreams that he has gone through his plan and has shot himself. He's dead. Yes, it's all over. People hold a funeral and bury him beneath the ground inside a tiny grave. He feels no pain. If anything, the only feeling he has is loneliness and cold. Then as rainwater seeps into his grave, he feels an utter despair and shout these words. Whoever you may be, if you exist, and if anything more rational than what is happening here is possible, suffer it to be here now. But if you are revenging yourself upon me for my senseless suicide, for the hideousness and the absurdity of this subsequent existence, then let me tell you that no torture could ever equal the contempt which I shall go on dumbly feeling, though my martyrdom may last a million years. Suddenly a dark figure opens his grave and pulls him out. The shadowy figure grabs him and together they fly up the sky and eventually into the empty space. He feels nothing but thrill and ecstasy as they soar up. Then he notices the lonely star he saw from below a few hours earlier. It turns out near that lonely star there is a lonely little planet just like Earth. Just then he suddenly thinks about the suffering child he saw on the street of St. Petersburg and wonders if this planet also has suffering kids. Dostoevsky grappled with the idea of suffering kids throughout his novels and in his final novel, The Brothers Karamazov, he made kids his main focus. For Dostoevsky, suffering kids was the biggest dilemma of human existence and religious belief. If God truly existed, then why would he make innocent children suffer? He never found a satisfactory answer. Now back to the story. Our hero is flying in space towards the little planet by the lonely star with this strange figure. When he arrives at the planet, he realizes that everything is just like Earth, with one exception. Here on this planet, people accept their fate. They accept death. In other words, they embrace what happens to them with open arms. As a result of having this carefree attitude towards death, people are incredibly happy and courageous. The universal principle on this planet is love. Love people no matter who they are. Love people despite their shortcomings. Love people despite their darkness. The people also love our narrator despite knowing the darkness in his heart and despite him being a stranger. They accept him without a single question. But here's a twist in the tale. Our hero from Earth still has his earthly habits. He introduces something we humans do every day. Deception. We lie. Old habits creep in. One day he accidentally teaches the people to lie. We all know what happens next. Soon the blissful planet is turned into another Earth. Instead of pursuing peace and happiness, they pursue knowledge and power. Instead of cultivating love, they develop science and technology. Instead of the collective, they promote individualism and selfishness. Soon there's chaos, wars, divisions, and tribalism. People, instead of being happy or promoting well-being, they study happiness and they study well-being like scientists. In other words, instead of being happy, they want to become happy, just like our world today. 
Our hero tries his best to persuade people to return to their old ways of blissful life, but everyone laughs at him and calls him insane. At the height of his despair, he suddenly wakes up from his St. Petersburg dream and realizes that he's still in his room. He also notices his pistol next to him, but the dream has been so incredibly transformative for our hero that the Chekhovian gun no longer fires. For the very first time in his life, our narrator understands how incredible it is to be alive, how immensely powerful life is, how lucky he is to be alive, it's one in a million or billion chance that he is alive. He decides to live a full life and teach people to love one another. He firmly believes that the planet Earth is our true paradise. Instead of seeking another planet, it's here we make a paradise for everyone. What happens to the little girl? Well, I'll tell you at the end. Themes Instead of intellectuals, Dostoevsky championed ordinary people as a source of true existentialist wisdom. Why? Because intellectuals tend to intellectualize life while ordinary people live life. This theme of living life not questioning things was first elaborated by Cervantes and Don Quixote, but later Dostoevsky took it as his foundational philosophy of existence. Life is not about pursuing knowledge and power, but living your life to the fullest while simultaneously loving others. In other words, today we are bogged down by tribal bickering and political pettiness, which ultimately makes us unhappy. We don't understand the truth about ourselves because we are too focused on judging and worrying about others. Instead of enjoying and loving life, we focus on other people's lives. The ridiculous man's dream opened the door into his subconscious self like some gateway to his deeper existence or higher consciousness. When we focus on others, we keep that door shut. Today loneliness is a real thing. To escape it, we fake things on social media for temporary validation. Michel de Montaigne, whom I have discovered recently thanks to Grace on YouTube, argues that solitude gives us mental clarity as well as moral integrity. As a result, we don't rush making snap judgments, decisions, or mistakes. Seeking other people's attention or validation can sway us in some unsavory ways, turn us into mobs or foot soldiers of some political or tribal groups. In other words, being among the crowd or seeking their validation can blind us to see our true purpose. Since we live in an attention-seeking existence, Dostoevsky shows us how we tend to see the glass half-empty. Life's problems can also be opportunities for change. The ridiculous man noticed this star among the foggy lights of St. Petersburg. Later, his dream allowed him to examine things with clarity and precision. It's incredible that sometimes a simple idea or inspiration can turn us from the depth of despair to the height of vitality. Just a simple nudge. This shows how fragile the human mind is. You can cure the deepest of problems with the smallest of change. Just like changing a lens on a camera, suddenly everything focuses, there's clarity, and, and suddenly you're revitalized. Dostoevsky shows that to live a full life, all you need is a simple mind, a clear mind, a simple purpose. Dostoevsky's psychological depth at the time when psychology as we know didn't exist is almost incredible. The subconscious wasn't seen as something serious. Everything sort of revolved either in the arena of religious belief or the material world. Dostoevsky understood that humans were ruled by things other than the material side of life. There was something deeper which we call the existential angst today. 
at the time and even today, most people believe if your material life is sorted, i.e. a good house and lots of money in the bank, you will be happy. Dostoevsky understood that that's really the case. Modernity has been incredibly successful in alleviating poverty and diseases, but it has failed to provide us with the mental clarity or a higher purpose. In the absence of clear purpose, Dostoevsky saw a clear nihilistic tendency early on. Despite the material comfort, a lot of people are not happy because they lack mental clarity or a sense of direction or an anchor. Dostoevsky's message in The Dream of Ridiculous Man is that the purpose of our existence is to love life, but also love and care for others. Once you fully understand this, it's unbelievably liberating and cathartic. The ridiculous man's encounter with the little girl seeking help was enough to nudge him in the right direction. Now he has a purpose. Suddenly a man's protector or provider's instinct kicks in and you have a man transformed. The desire to provide and protect is incredibly strong in men that they can sacrifice so much in order to protect and provide for their family. Dostoevsky in all his novels captured the spirit of a lonely man who is lost for purpose in life, men who had nothing to live for, and the cure Dostoevsky saw was women and children who have an immense power to restore broken men. In Crime and Punishment it was Sonia who ultimately saved Raskolnikov. The little girl's despair ignited a flame inside the ridiculous man. Throughout history the biggest purpose a man could have was to protect his wife and children. When you're no longer able to have a family, you have pretty much nothing to live for, but our ridiculous man has found a purpose. At the end of the story, there's this incredible happy ending. The ridiculous man has some great news. Could, and I tracked out that little girl, and I shall go on and on. Спасибо большое. Thank you for watching.